0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Spacemode Season 3 and this is Alina Joseph who is your wannabe talk show host and you're watching Spacemode Season 3 Episode 5. 5. So we are almost, not almost, we are yeah, halfway through the episodes for Season 3 and so far we have discussed a lot of um, topics regarding space and other things and I hope you guys are really enjoying the content that we are putting out. Also, if you would like any other topics about the space sector to be discussed through the Space Force podcast channel, please do let us know in the comment section below so that we can find the experts as well and you can see your suggestion being featured on one of the episodes. Anyway, moving on, on this episode, about this episode, Um, so we all depend upon like medicine and stuff like, I don't know, whenever we feel sick and we are dependent, like we have to feel better, right? And when it comes to any sort of medicine, let's say, around like 10 years or 15 years of research also goes behind, like all these things. And biomedical and pharmaceutical research is something very important these days. And what if I tell you that these kind of research do happen in space as well? Yeah, I mean, in the international space station, uh, not exactly in the space in the vacuum, but yeah, in places like International Space Station, like these kind of research do happen. And uh, I mean, you might have questions like, why is it relevant? And why are we doing that? And what change does it bring to the research and everything? Of course, and to reply to all these questions and to give answers about everything. Since we have Kamasu from Frontier Space Technologies joining us today. And Kamasu, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm super happy to be here. And yeah, thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it's our pleasure. And before we discuss more about uh, biomedical and pharmaceutical research in the space uh, sector, our audience would like to know a little bit more about who you are, what you do, what is your background, and also how you ended up in this amazing, cool, interesting domain. So over to you, Thomas. Yeah.
1: Yeah, sounds great. Yeah. So my name is Tommaso Tonina, and as you can guess from my name, I was born in Italy. I was born in a very small town uh, in the Alps called Trento, uh, next to the Austrian border. Uh, As you said, I'm the co-founder of a company, a British startup called Frontier Space Technologies. Um, And we we build uh, space hardware. So we build two products that go into space. Um, One is very much related to what we're talking about today. Uh, but i'll start with the other one uh it's a drug sale um so it's a sale that gets deployed when uh, there is the need to deorbit something the main problem is that um, as we all know uh the the space around our planet is very polluted there's a lot of space debris dead satellites dead satellites pieces of rockets um yeah. and so on and this makes Operating in space, extremely dangerous for other satellites for humans, for example, in the ISS, as you mentioned, uh, or for other missions going to other celestial bodies. Uh, Mm -hmm. So one of the ways of cleaning up space is to actually attach something that deploys a wider area um, device. And and this decreases the the velocity eventually burning up uh, in in the atmosphere. So this is what we are um, bringing to the market. And the second product, it's a a miniaturized lab for biomedical research in space. So exactly the topic of of today's discussion. Um, The the problem uh, with the first one is that um, space is not regulated in terms of pollution, like many other areas. Um, So for example, like the oceans, and um, there is a guideline to clean up the orbit within 25 years after putting something there in that yeah. orbit but almost no one is, is following that um hopefully this is going to change in the next years um there's yeah. hope for that um yeah. but yeah the 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 reason why um we're bringing space lab so this small box uh, to to um to the market is that we want to exploit the unique environments and condition in in space we'll talk about that later in more detail yeah. but mainly microgravity and radiation um yeah. in terms of um research, Um, I did a few studies. One was developing a new way of traveling uh, through space. So for example, uh, for for traveling from the Earth to Mars, instead of burning with the engines maybe um, a minute uh, when departing, and a minute when arriving to slow down, to have a continuous propulsion during the whole trip, um, reducing the transit time by, let's say, 97 98%. So instead of nine months, maybe a week. And I know that there was a previous uh, guest uh, talking about space propulsion. So (laughs) there's a link. that. uh, I'm also involved with the SGAC, the Space Generation Advisory Council. And in that case, uh, we are studying ways of uh, Mm -hmm. leveraging uh, the resources on the moon to Mm -hmm. refuel rockets uh, Um, or to refuel rovers for long duration missions. mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that, I'm really happy about is that i'm the president and co-founder of a non-profit uh, association called space pioneers um, mm-hmm. it's an italian-based uh, non-profit but we have volunteered from all over the world and uh, what we do is uh, we organize space events to inspire young generations to dream big first and then to follow their dreams uh, wow. and we do a wide variety of things um, analog astronaut uh, activities um, we do space camp for primary school uh, children um, where they um, learn about space and they try astronaut things like astronaut food and they do spacewalks and stuff like that and, um, and then we have a very special activity which is uh, kind of a game for high school students um, where they are uh, put them in, in an environment where they need to uh, develop or to design a space exploration mission but it's there is nothing related to business or money or budgeting or, or or stuff like that. It's mainly science and arts and creativity and new solutions and and and, and this kind of stuff. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this this that's... is a very <laughs> brief introduction.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's that's really amazing. I mean, you are wearing different caps, uh, and uh, like I'm really very very sad that this era of uh, youngsters or. Kids are getting a lot of opportunity to explore space. But I'm not saying I'm that old. I'm not saying I'm that old. But still, when I was a kid, it was really hard to get these kind of resources. Like, similar to what you're doing, I can see, like, a lot of other entities doing a lot of other events for high school students, primary level students, and everything in India as well. And I feel so sad that I'm missing out all that fun. And, yeah, lucky you kids hmm. anyway yeah. since I, I agree
1: and, yeah. and this is this is this is what the volunteers that uh you know help us tell us all the time we wish we could do this thing when we were younger
0: yeah uh, but yeah, I, I just exactly.
1: realized that i didn't answer your question about how i ended up in this in this <laughs> I, I can um, be very brief on that yeah
0: yeah yeah um, that would be
1: nice so um Basically, I, I was always um, very curious, and, and uh, I always tried to be as creative as possible. And this led me to, um, after high school, to choose what degree I wanted to pursue. And I, have a few, I, I had a few options. Um, two of them were philosophy and engineering. I know that <laughs> it might be counterintuitive, but uh, for me, it was basically the same thing. In both jobs, oh. you just need to ask questions to yourself um, mm-hmm. all the time, all day long. And in both cases you need a lot of creativity because um you need to solve problems on a daily basis so you need to think in a a new way um so for me it was very uh, there was a deep connection there um yeah and uh i think i I chose engineering simply because they told me that i was told that um engineering or engineers were people that were solving problems on a daily basis so i said okay sounds interesting let's let's try so i started with mechanical engineering Mm -hmm. and management engineering um, initially, then I moved to the okay. UK for uh, two masters in, first of all, in aerospace and then only astronautics and space engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, during that, I also attended ICU, International Space University, uh, yeah. which um, I guess it's quite popular in the field. Yeah. Uh, I did okay. a space studies program mm-hmm. and um, then I moved to Strasbourg, France, mm-hmm. in the, next to the headquarters of ICU to work at my first startup. Mm-hmm. Um, then we all know uh, uh, that the pandemic hit. Um, I decided to move uh, with my wife, that at the time was in the US, um, in Spain, in the Canary Islands, mm-hmm. in a small island called Puerto Ventura, um, next mm-hmm. to the Sahara Desert. And um, and then, yeah, the, the next, the, the last step is that I then moved to San Francisco, where I'm actually talking to you
0: from. Yeah, that's very interesting. And yeah, I think you have traveled a lot. From Europe to U.S. and here and there. So very interesting. Yeah. Anyway, we will move on to the important part of the podcast. So uh, before we move into biomedical stuff, I have heard a little bit about that you also do analog stuff, analog mission as well. So uh, what kind of experience is this analog mission? And how does it help in building a career? Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so analog astronaut missions are um, space missions uh, Mm -hmm. performed on on Earth. Uh, So the main idea is to try to replicate most of the features of the space environment here on Earth. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're talking about you know extreme environments, extreme temperatures, uh, isolation, and and common places for all these are, for example, caves or volcanoes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, I I just came back from a mission on a volcano at high seas, which is a facility in in Hawaii. Um, Um, So that's the context. Uh, The idea is to also try to replicate um, space activities as much as possible, also for the resources. mm -hmm. So we are limited, for example, in the amount of uh, water we can use, the amount of electricity, Mm -hmm. uh, food Mm -hmm. is, uh, I wouldn't say it's rationed, but it's measured. Uh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And we perform a whole series of activities typical of astronaut missions. Uh, so we train every day as astronauts mm-hmm. do. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we do EVAs, so extra vehicular activities. So we, oh, we, we okay. put our uh, suits on and we, we, we go for a spacewalk. Um, wow. But this is the context. Um, there are many reasons why this is, this is important. Um, as we know, operating and living in, in space is, is very mm-hmm. dangerous. Mm-hmm. And um, now that we are striving for moving to, to space even more uh, with colonies, with space stations, with space tourism, for example, yeah, yeah, yeah. there are so many things we need to understand. And um, anything related to, for example, new material, new procedures, new products, mm-hmm. new services, mm-hmm. it's stuff we cannot um, develop in space directly. And there are many reasons. One one is that it's super difficult mm-hmm. Um Anything in space, even holding like liquids, and this is something I I tell everyone, uh, because it it helps you uh, have -hmm. an idea about the complexity of the field. Even having a glass of water and bringing this glass of liquid water to space is an enormous challenge uh, because of the vibration Mm -hmm. at launch, the G's, um, so the acceleration. Um, For example, um, the extreme temperatures, so it can easily boil Mm -hmm. off because the pressure is too low or it can easily freeze. So mm-hmm. even something that here is trivial in space is, is incredibly complicated. The other uh, reason is that um, it's it's also very dangerous. And we'll talk about mm-hmm. all the impacts on, yeah. on the human body later.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But,
1: and and also one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that it is extremely expensive. Um, now we, we are just Possibly. at the start of this space.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: We are just at the start. So, for example, one hour of time for an astronaut, mm-hmm. it, it costs... Mm-hmm. The, the estimates are between eighty dollars and $130,000 per hour.
0: Wow.
1: Um, okay, We so really That's want huge. to maximize the time.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, okay, a part of this kind of technology actually brings in that leverage to know a little bit, be more experienced when we are expanding or doing a lot of activities in the space. And also a part of these uh, technologies are like, you know, the first first of its kind and Eventually this and that's the reason why this cost coming in like the huge cost because we are bringing in all these things for the first time and maybe like, I don't know, a few years down the lane, we will also find an easier solution for all of this. I don't know, like I'm just talking about it like that. So maybe then the cost, it will be more cost, cost effective as well, like how we have like different cost effective things right now than it was like maybe 20 years ago, right? So, yeah, I mean, that will be the case. And it's really, really interesting to uh, hear about this and connecting to that. I think this also have some kind of connection into biomedical research and stuff as well. So anyway, uh, we will move on to the biomedical and pharmaceutical research in the space sector. So this is a really new thing for me. And I believe it would be the same as well for uh, the audience as well. So. Can you give a little bit of detail about, like, what exactly is this about and, yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: exactly, that yeah. is, a, that is a question. <laughs> yes, definitely, yeah, um, it, it's normal, it's new for anyone, uh, so yeah. we just started in recent years to leverage space for uh, biomedical and pharmaceutical applications, so it, it's mm-hmm. completely normal.
0: Okay. The
1: main thing is that, because the space environment is so extreme, it pushes mm-hmm. our boundaries as, as um, organisms. So there are so many issues uh, like bone and muscle loss. Uh, so our bones become smaller mm-hmm. and lighter and our mu- muscles as well. We get kidneys, kidney stones because we have a lot of calcium in our blood. We have immune mm-hmm. dysfunctions. We have heart and kidney, sorry, heart and liver issues. Uh, we mm-hmm. have vision impairments because there is a lot of liquid that goes to the head, uh, squeezing all the internal parts. We have mental uh, issues because of isolation and, yeah. and, you know, living in a dangerous environment.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so, so there is a long list of, of problems. And um, mm-hmm. we know that as a civilization, we are trying to solve, um, to make our life better. And a lot of the problems we currently have are related to uh, medicine or health in general. Yeah. Um, or, for example, extending our healthy life. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. In recent years, what we have seen is that uh, in addition to space agencies, which is something mm-hmm. very common for them to do this kind of research, we've seen a lot of private companies um, doing research in space, and mm-hmm. it is exactly because of what you said before, uh, we find uh, we can find ways of doing things in a more efficient and more yeah. cost effective way through space mm-hmm. or thanks to space um, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, um, well, that's an
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. So, yeah, I'm curious to know a little bit more about these things. And uh, how do you think, like you mentioned, it's a new sector that has come up and it's very new and uh, things are developing in it. So how I feel like, because in the world, like on earth, we actually have a huge depend upon, a dependence upon these kinds of research, right? Because medicine yeah. is something that we use when we have a immune defi- deficiency or we are not feeling well or, you know, you're sick, basically. But uh, I I know people who are working on things like that. And like, I have heard that years of research goes into it. Like, it's not something that you come up with like one week or just one night. And I think yes. most of the criticism came up when it was COVID-19 research. I mean, the vaccine that came up because it came up in like, what, six months, one year. So a lot of criticism that came up was like, you know, you can't find a medicine like that, like in one year, because a lot of research goes it trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. And then you find the correct one. So how do you think like um, this discipline, is going to revolutionize the medical or pharmaceutical industry, basically because we are doing the research in the space sector. And why is like why why it should be important for space people like us, like who are working in the industry to you know uh, bring more emphasis on these kind of things as well? Yeah,
1: over to. Yeah, definitely. Um so in, to introduce the topic, I often refer to a metaphor with a microscope. So um, space is already changing our civilization in terms of scientific mm-hmm. advancement. But in terms of mm-hmm. um, medical advancement, we, we should think about space like we think about the microscope. So think about what happened before or the technology we had before and after the a microscope, a microscope. It mm-hmm. was a, such a huge leap. So it's the yeah. same thing. On the ISS, for example, um, in the last 20 years of operations, more or less, uh, and three thousand um, experiments. Seventy percent of them have been uh, on the uh, life science uh, in the life science field. So this gives mm-hmm. us a, a pretty good indication of, of where the scientific community is pushing. And you, you're asking for uh, benefits, and it, it's it's uh, there are so many. So a very practical one. Um, it's mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a drug called Keytruda. Uh, it's one of the most uh, sold drugs uh, on mm-hmm. earth. And it's developed by a company called Merck. Um, okay. Even before developing this new uh, uh, version in space, it was already pretty, um, pretty popular. Uh, mm-hmm. And in fact, it was uh, um, around 20 billion in revenue. Um, mm-hmm. The problem is that in order to inject it, uh, it was several hours for each injection. And this meant mm-hmm. that for the patient, it was very uh, uncomfortable, uh, very dangerous okay. for you know, yeah. infections and so on. And very expensive for the hospitals as well. Um, so mm-hmm. they went to space, developed a new um, uh, molecule, and, mm-hmm. uh, and now the injection is a couple of seconds, like a vaccine. Oh. Uh, and this thanks to space. But the yeah. benefits are, are huge. Uh, if we talk about anything like um, stem cells, for example, for uh, prolonged life or artificial mm-hmm. organs, mm-hmm. Uh, 3D printing tissues and organs, it's something mm-hmm. that it's a lot easier in space than on Earth um mm-hmm. anything related to aging and this is a big topic uh, yeah, ag- yeah. aging related e- uh, illnesses like alzheimer's and parkinson's uh, mm-hmm. which affect millions of people on earth uh, yeah. currently or cancer same thing because it, mm-hmm. it's a high radiation and very um fast aging environment studying cancer it's a lot easier and faster so finding the it cure it's it's a lot easier in space but yeah many applications
0: wow i mean that's really interesting and yeah thank you for bringing that example also about that specific drug and how it actually changed with the research that was conducted in the space station and this is very interesting i mean i feel like um, maybe once uh, this field gets you know more uh, opportunities or more uh, people joining in and more people are ready to you know uh, bring in research and their valuable contributions to the industry This is literally going to be like what you said, like before and after finding a Microsoft, like literally, I feel like I I feel that way. I don't know, uh, like if anyone else uh, disagree with me, but yeah, I mean, I feel that way and this is super cool. I mean, yeah, maybe like we might have cure for almost all the diseases that are uncured right now, like cancer, for example, and a lot of people can be saved. Yeah.
1: You were talking about COVID, uh, and this is very interesting for antiviral and antibacterial drugs, uh, like like uh-huh. COVID, um, mm-hmm. because viruses and bacteria in space are mm-hmm. much more aggressive. They they propagate a lot faster. So if oh. we can develop a drug for space, then when you bring it to on Earth, it's super effective. So that's another application uh, for for space medicine. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, that's that's interesting, and I'm just curious to add. So um uh so. Does these, so I saw this random video on Instagram, I don't know how real it is, but uh, okay. a few years back, uh, some astronaut, uh, from a Japanese astronaut, he took uh, the Sakura flower seeds to the International Space Station. And apparently when he got it back, uh, they all bloomed in less than the, I think half the year that it usually takes to bloom. And the flowers had one more petal. Like, they were saying, like, exactly some mutation happened because uh, it went to space and came back. So do you think even in the drugs that have been developed in the space, like, yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Do you think that will also have some significant impact on the human body on Earth? Like, you know, that that might cause mutation or things like that. I mean, I'm just very... Yeah, I'm just putting it out there. I might be wrong. I mean, the, even the question itself might be wrong, but I'm just curious to uh, ask you this question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that's a wonderful question. Um, I, I'm not aware of this uh, of these uh, uh, events, but it, uh-huh. it sounds in- incredible. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if this will have an impact, to be honest. Um, we are definitely pushing hard also on genetics. So, okay. on engineering uh, our DNA to, for example, withstand higher doses of radiation. Let's mm-hmm. remember that a few weeks on 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 the surface of Mars are enough to to kill um to kill a human uh, being. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we're mm-hmm. talking about very high dose of radiation. Uh, yeah, but yeah. it would be interesting. However, we need to also keep in mind that when we talk about humans and and life organisms and research, there's a big. Um, there is an important aspect which is obviously the ethics of what we're doing so when we talk about mutation I think I think it's something very important to keep in mind but I would be personally interested to see these kind of advancements yeah
0: yeah that's something even I I mean I don't know like how much of these kind of research will be out for public use as well but like people to read but anyway I really hope that and also like you mentioned ethics is a huge part of Any job that you do, basically. Like, it's not just in the space sector because every other job, like from my experience, every other job has some kind of relation to human, I don't know, like models and life itself. So, yeah, it's up to an individual. Like, I'm no one to say
1: that you are right or wrong. But anyway, we will move on to. If Mm -hmm. you want, I can give you an example. Um, Yeah, yeah, sure. So, Frontier Space Technologies is working with another company called Spaceboro United. And they use our product, our lab in space, to study how babies develop in space, uh, specifically embryos. Um, oh. m- it might sound uh, useless. Um, mm. However, it's, it's, it's very important. So now that we're moving to space with colonies and, and space tourism and so on, it's only a matter of time uh, until someone gets pregnant. And the problem is that we don't know what happens to a baby in such a high radiation environment, uh, microgravity, uh, yeah. how the development of the baby goes on and, and mm. so on. So that's another application where we, we can see um, why space research is important for our efforts to become a multiplanetary species.
0: Wow. That's, that's, that's really, really, really fascinating. <laughs> uh, and before moving into... And I, so in Space Mouse episodes, we actually have a segment of Would You Rather in Space, which is a fun segment where we give the experts two options from which they have to choose one. And I don't know, like because of this very interesting topic, I actually missed the cue to ask that, So I know audience, like we are almost towards the end of the session. But anyway, I will ask. And- so this is Would You Rather Space Force Season 3, Episode 5, and uh, Thomasu, are you ready? We can start. Yes, I am. Okay. Yeah. So would you rather be a Martian or a Kryptonian, the planet where Superman came
1: from? Um, I, I think I would prefer to be a Martian. Um, I think I'm biased because I, I really love the book. Um, but ah, yeah, I would okay. say Martian.
0: okay yeah interesting interesting um would you rather choose to have the ability to resist the space environment or the ability to travel in space like
1: superheroes oh uh that's difficult because with one i can go wherever i want with the other one uh, and and die and with the other one i can just stay wherever i want but i cannot travel so i think i would decide to Take the travel option. I would like to go wherever I want in space and find mm. ways to survive doing that.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, so the next uh, question: Would you rather have a holiday to an unknown planet or take a scenic tour to the moon and back?
1: Ah, this is <laughs> this is super difficult. Uh, we all love the moon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Because i i i would be very practical on this because i think it would be easy for all of us in our lifetime mm. to visit the moon in person yeah, and yeah, choose yeah. another planet
0: okay okay yeah i mean in other planet is always interesting i mean you never know what you're going to find there so yeah
1: <laughs> yeah if i survive yeah. yeah
0: i mean of course let's say let's put in a hypothetical situation that you are going to survive
1: yeah <laughs> okay i, I think sure. i would go anyway but yeah
0: yeah. Yeah. Would you rather get sucked into a black hole or float into a universe?
1: Oh. Uh, that's sad, both of them. Um, <laughs> um Uh, probably probably i would prefer um and yeah i had a lot of time to think about it so i I probably i would prefer to be floating in the universe uh forever Mm -hmm. or as long as i can live Simply because i can still have a connection with with planet earth and still communicate Mm. send a few messages and so on the problem for me with a black hole is that i might be able to get through it um i know for a human body is um it's devastating because we get stretched and so on Exactly. But, uh, i lose the possibility to, to talk with other people so yeah,
0: yeah. okay makes sense uh, would you rather travel to the center of the universe or travel to the center of the earth
1: okay uh so we'll go back to the black black hole um <laughs> probably because i i don't think i'll leave to get to the center of the of, of the universe, universe uh, or okay. the galaxy I'll probably choose that option because I, I might be able to see very interesting things going there. Yeah, uh, traveling yeah. to the center of the Earth, uh, it's pretty dark. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I would yeah. prefer a <laughs> universe. Yeah. Yep. I okay. mean, sounds good. And uh, would you rather meet an alien or be an alien? We already are, are aliens. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Everyone keeps
1: telling me that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um yeah. I, I mean between the two, obviously meet an alien. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course that's more fascinating, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and talk about the Martian, the the book. If anyone uh-huh. wants to read a very good book about meeting aliens, there is the third one that is called Project Hail Mary, which is a great book about meeting Ooh. aliens. Ooh,
0: that's interesting. And I like the title. Yeah. So maybe I'll I'll also get one that uh, one copy of that. Yeah. Uh, moving on, you would you rather be the first human on Mars or the last human on Earth?
1: Ooh. Um <laughs> this is very uh, this is a little bit emotional for me. I don't want to be the last human on Earth. I really want Earth to thrive and yeah. have life on it. Um I know. But might just in even case. Better...
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean just in case. Every other situation that is explained in these questions are hypothetical. So
1: yeah i'm just okay.
0: putting it out there for fun
1: yeah uh, i probably the first one on mars i don't want to mm-hmm. um i don't want to compete or whatever so i am not but i really want to um give the opportunity to other people to live on earth uh, so that's why yeah.
0: yeah and also if you're going to mars you can i mean there will also be a chance to come back to earth as well so i mean if you're going to be the last person on earth that means everyone is leaving earth But if you're the first person on Mars, definitely there is always a way back home. So yeah, good choice. Good choice, good choice. Anyway, so thank you for all those wonderful answers. And we will move on to the last and final question of the session. Uh, So you have worked in um, various design competitions and outreach activities as well. Like uh, you mentioned about your uh, pioneer space. Is that the one? Yeah. So you are doing a lot of, um, interesting work with Pioneer Space as well. So, what is your motivation behind all these activities, and what is your what is the goal that you are uh, trying to achieve through all these different projects that you're taking up? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, this is something I realized during my studies, uh, and it, it wasn't very clear at the beginning. So, the motivation is mainly related to to people. Um, mm-hmm. I love helping anyone I meet, even mm-hmm. either in person or virtually. And okay. uh, I've been, in fact, mentoring and tutoring for a long time. Mm-hmm. The thing is that I, I really believe that the real power of our civilization is when we start working together. I know I know it sounds obvious, but um, mm-hmm. it has a big impact when you, once you start implementing it in your daily life. And this yeah. means that, for example, sometimes you have to realize that it doesn't matter how specialized you personally become. And there is no way for you to be better than two other people, maybe even less specialized than you working Mm -hmm. together so Mm -hmm. the impact is much higher so that's Mm -hmm. that's something that i always think about uh Mm -hmm. there was probably a saying that um no matter how hard you row on a boat Mm -hmm. um you'll you won't move until everyone rows in the same direction so this is the main idea in the in what i do and Mm -hmm. um my my hope is that i really want to have a um, big impact in 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 the life of everyone i meet uh, and my efforts with these activities is, is to reach out even um, wider audience. So that, that's why I'm doing them.
0: Wow, that's, that's really great. And uh, we would like to explore, like, uh, I know this is a podcast, but still, like, uh, as someone working with Aposa, the Asia Pacific Ocean Space Association, we would also like to, you know, explore where we can collaborate with Space Frontiers and also Pioneer Space as well and see um, uh, what we can do to achieve this goal. because. We also have a similar goal in, I mean, but basically it's for the Asia Pacific region. We focus on the regional level, but at the regional level, but still, I feel like uh, there can be a lot of common grounds where we can actually work together. And like you said, like road towards, road together towards a common goal. So, yeah, and it was really interesting talking to her about all this in. Like very, very interesting uh, topic like biomedical and pharmaceutical uh, research in space. And uh, yeah, I mean, as we are coming down to the last uh, few minutes of this podcast, uh, I would like to also request the audience that if you have any intriguing question about this topic that we discussed today, Please do drop the questions on the comment section below and Space Mos will be taking those questions to Thomasu and he will be answering it all for you. So I look forward to hearing your questions and um, Thomasu, it was really great having you on board today and discussing this amazing topic. And for me, I mean, I yeah, I, I, I was so curious when I joined the session and now I feel like, okay I know a little bit more now mm-hmm. about what's happening. And uh, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much. I, I really like Space Morphs, and I'm uh, yeah. really looking forward to the next episode. So uh, thank yeah. you, thank you so much for inviting me again.
0: Wow, thank you so much, and it was our pleasure having you on board. And like you said, yes, we will be coming back to you on the next month fourth Friday with an, another amazing episode with an amazing expert. So. Ki- with an amazing expert. So till then, keep smurfing and I will see you then. Bye.